Let's start with Matthew 25. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise, and five of them were foolish. And those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. And then those virgins around arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish ones said to the wise, Hey, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. The wise answered, saying, No, lest there not should be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. And afterwards other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for what you know, neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Oil represents the Holy Spirit. And that's why I was saying that we needed intimacy with God. Because there's coming a time where this intimacy with God will flow out into others. It's a preparation time. It's a time to get to know God. It's a time where if you're not full of God and the intimacy with him, how are you going to share with those who do not know? Amen? My boy, I'll pray to God come on in Honduras. I said, I'm going to preach like I'm in Honduras. Just take a drink. I want us to be prepared. Um, I think there needs to be a movement. I hope I can articulate this today. That we are called more than coming in and sitting in a pew. And just having intimacy. It's so much more than that. It's going out in reaching the world. We had a horrific thing take place in the United States just a couple of weeks ago where an eighth of our economy is gone. Thousands and thousands of lives were taken. Were we prepared to take those people in that were coming from Louisiana? Is there any evacuees here? We have them all over Dallas. In a preparation time, I'll share a little bit about people that care in our church. Uh, we are being more directed in where we call, what we call lifing the city, intimacy with God, and then going out and sharing it. We were prepared to do 150,000 servings of food. We were going to do uh, a homeless ministry. We have a ministry where we go out and reach children. We go into the streets. We go out and we do feedings. We also have feedings at our center. Now, may I tell you that it's not that difficult 
when we started, me and a guy went out and brought 50 hot dogs with us and fed the homeless. The next week after that, we were feeding over 500. It's just making a step. We had 150,000 servings of food that we were going to start in August. We didn't know that this was going to take place and that the Lord had already miraculously supplied that. We're giving out over 3,500 meals of sack lunches and hot meals into the Metroplex right now. And by the way, did y'all know y'all are partners with that? I just wanted you to know that. I think that God also, not only internationally, but he has something for this church right now. That God wants to do something where you are reaching out. I know that you are, but I think that God's calling you to a deeper measure. Amen? I'm trying to figure out if y'all are happy with me or not. <laughs> I'm having a... It's been a while. Actually, the last place I spoke was in this church because the last time I left, I decided not to... Not because of the church, because I love the church and I had a good, good time, but I chose not to speak for a season. And so I believe that I'm going back into the speaking season, but the Lord had me doing things that has really, uh, where I've been able to touch people where they would go out and do the stuff. And I believe that's what God is calling us together. We're all the church. We're all the same. Y'all, y'all are so, I mean, it, it's so simple for me to come in here and enjoy the presence of God. It's so simple for me to come in here and enjoy each one of you because you're real. You know, and I believe God's calling all of us, all of us hear me today, He's calling us to an intimacy with us, with Him and between us, but also to reach a dying and lost world. And I think our whole resources and everything is going to have to be pointed in that direction. Let's go ahead and go in 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivering his goods to them. God's called you. He's, he's given you something. You have a talent. Everybody here has something. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, and to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went on a journey. Now, God's given you a talent, we know. And if we use that talent properly, I believe God's going to multiply whatever he has put into you. That he's going to, as you have intimacy with him, He's going to fill you up. It's like us doing 50, do or 50 hot dogs, and all of a sudden it turns into 600, and all of a sudden it turns into 3,000 a week. He's going to do that, and it's just taking that little baby step. And if we do one family at a time, you don't have to do something grandosa. You know, just one family at a time. If you could take and say, Lord... I want to be available to that hurting person. I want to be available to my neighbor. God's going to open the door for so much more.
and like the wise had received two, well, that's, I got ahead of myself, and to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability, and immediately he went into the journey, and the, then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents, and likewise he who had received two gained two more, but he who had one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And after a, long time, after a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he had received five talents, came and brought five more talents, and saying, Lord, you delivered me. You delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gathered five more talents besides them. And his Lord said to him, Hey, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And he who had received two talents came in and said, Lord, you delivered two to me. Two talents. Look, I have gained two more. And besides them. And his Lord said to him, Hey, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And then he who had received one talent came in and said, Lord, I went... I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered. And I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. And look, what was yours is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you went, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and I have gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming... I would have received back my, my own with interest. Therefore, take that talent away from him and give it to the guy that has ten. And to anyone who has more will be given, and he will have an abundance, but from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. What do you think that the Lord's saying in this? He said, hey, you know, I've given you something. I've given you salvation. Now, I'm not getting into that Calvinist Armenian thing, okay? But I've given you salvation. You know, I think he was at least saying to the, the guy that thought he had no gifts at all, I've given you salvation. Couldn't you at least have in, intimacy with me? Couldn't you at least come and worship me and adore me? And I guarantee you, every one of you, I can look at you and tell that you're five-talent people. Everybody slap each other on the back and say, hey, man, I'm a five-talent person. All right. God wants to do something with you. He wants you to be his voice. He wants you to be his feet. He wants you to be his hands. How many hurting people are there that just want to be heard? I visited thousands of people this last week. And you know what? All they wanted to do was be heard. All they wanted to do was to share. Now you have these clowns that want to start things on a racial thing. Let's put an end to that. North Texas, you know, thank God we're Texans. Thank God you're here because you want to be Texans. 
We've shown kindness to these people, and it's basically listening to them and praying over them. You know, we have many things. I, I just got in thousands and thousands of Hasbro toys. Okay, I mean, worth a lot of money. I brought in food, but you know what those people wanted most of all? They wanted for us to lay hands on them and pray for them. They wanted empathy. They wanted us to share in their pain. Most of all, they wanted an answer. Why has this happened to me? Wouldn't that be easy for a five-talent person to say, hey, I'm going to lay hands on you, I'm going to pray for you? You know, I may even bring you into my house. God is looking for that today. He's looking for intimacy. There's only two rules, if you want to call them that, that we have to live by. That's to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our spirit, and to love each other as we love ourselves. And that's not talking about the little Christian that's next to you. That's talking about the people that are in the streets as well. We've become a bubble society where, you know, we come up and we push the button, we get in our car, we drive out of the driveway. When I say push the button, the garage door comes up. We don't have to have contact with anybody. We get out, we walk in, we get out of that bubble that we're driving in. Then we go into our cube, another bubble. You know, or we're you know we're someplace, and we're we're not sharing the way that we could. What do you think one of your co-laborers would be that's not saved if you turned over and said, "Hey, do you have a need? Is there any way that I can pray for you?" I mean, we're talking simplicity here. Would they even know that you're a Christian? I'm putting this on myself, too. So don't, although I'm around a lot of Christians, I sometimes wonder, um, you know, how much, you know, some of us hide behind the ministry, if I can be honest. We'll get, well, hey, man, I've just fed 28,000 people. I don't have to share the gospel. I've done my part. Yeah, I've caught myself in that. I found that I was a lazy, worthless servant. God said, you need to get, it, get off of it. God speaks to me so tenderly. <laughs> you know, God is so good. You know, this is an illustration, but God is not a hard master. He's a loving Father who loves us. This is showing what a hard one would do. God wants us to be multiplied and satisfied because of who we are and who he made us to be. He wants us to know that's why he used this sample that, hey, I love you and I want you to share this love. I'm wanting all this to gel together what kind of, what kind of times that we're living in and I don't want it to be you know, one without hope. That's why I'm kind of gathering my thoughts and how to share the rest. Hmm. 
just do the best I can. I believe we're living in the end times. You know, some of you, if you came out of the situation that I, or the environment that I was in, I'm one of those 60s, uh, believe it or not, I know I don't look that up. <laughs> Liar children. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember when I came to the Lord, I'll just share a little testimony with you. And God was knocking on my door, and basically what had happened, one of my connections came to God. Uh, and I was uh, uh, I was telling him, what are you doing, man? I've been in that, that thing, you know. You know, we were banging, you know, a lot of heroin. So I'm not going to get off into all that because everybody will start going, hey, man, that's really neat. Well, no, it wasn't. It was really painful after you think about it. Uh, I tried to quit that many times, and uh, I would code turkey and, you know, the glamorous life of throwing up all over yourself and this, that, and that. And I'll get to a good point. But my connection came to the Lord and he came out and started beating on the door. You know, and I thought, well, I'll just pretend I'm not here. So he started beating louder and I said, man, he's going to be waking up my neighbors. Yeah. So he kept on and on. And so I was about to cuss him out. And the Lord said, no, he shut my mouth. You know, and uh, I know where I'm going with all this, so y'all follow with me here. I went to church that morning. I went to the First Methodist Church of Bedford. Okay, I had hair about down here when I had hair. And, and uh, you know, I looked bad, I'll tell you that. I didn't have as many wrinkles. But uh, I went in there, and I noticed all these people, and I thought, you know, it's just good. And the guy was sharing on the end times. And, you know, being in the drug culture, I remember seeing little kids take drugs. And still I had a conscience where that bothered me. And it bothered me where people would give it to them. You know, not that I was an old kid. Uh, but I just didn't care for that. But he was talking about the end times. And then I fell asleep and drool. And then I, you know how you jerk up when, you know, the... The guy sharing, I jerked up, and I noticed everybody was looking at me. But they weren't looking at me with critical eyes. They were looking at me with the eyes of love. And then that night I went over to an Assembly of God church, and he was speaking of the love of God. And it pierced my heart. And uh, I didn't want anybody touching me. You know, I just wouldn't like that. And everybody left me alone. And I, I remember saying, Lord Jesus, if you're really real, I want you to come into my life. Lord came in, my hair combed over like this, my eyes right up. That I'm joking about. <laughs> but there was a change that took place. And my whole reason for going through all that story there was I go, man, I barely got in before the coming of the Lord. That was over 32 years ago. You know, and then I remember hearing all these Dr. Burning, whatever, you know. And not Burning McGee, he's a good preacher, but Weber and all those talking about the end times. So I got so sick of hearing about the end times that I didn't want... It was end of their time. So I clicked it off. And I said, nobody really knows, you know, when Jesus is coming and what we're going to suffer through. 
You know, or if we're going to be. I was hoping for the first, that we'd all be raptured. I want to suffer. Yeah. Then the Lord told me I was going to be a martyr. I said, there's no way out. You know, but as I'm sharing this, we are living in the end time. I'm going to drink here. That's another thing. I love the freedom here. I know Alan wouldn't take this many drinks in the deal, but thank God I get to. It's bad when you have to take a diuretic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as I was sharing, I was thinking, man, I barely got in. Remember the show, uh, 666? None of y'all with me? None of y'all are that old? Talking about the mark of the beast. You know, everybody thought it was going to be on their head or their forehead. Whatever still might take place. I remember seeing the show, I wish we'd all been ready, and they were running because they weren't ready. That's another reason that I'm sharing today. I want us to be ready because Israel is crying out for the Messiah now. There's more Jewish believers in Israel than there ever has been. They know. They're waiting. The earth is travailing. Scientists now are saying that uh, because of what happened in Louisiana and because of the giant tidal wave over there, the whole conditions of the, uh, the earth is changing. Y'all remember El Nino? Well, he's bringing his whole family this next time. It's going to be bad. But you know what? God is going to be there with us. And you know what's going to make you strong? Is the intimacy that we have with him now. And he's preparing us now to reach as many people as we possibly can. He's preparing each of us now. And so I would say, Lord, help me. Show me. How intimate can I be with you? What do you want me to do? This brother just came back from Honduras. Said, God, what do you want me to do? He could have said, well, you know, God wants me to sell ice cream in a nice, comfortable place or make a thousands of dollars, but yet he sent you into the army. I can't think of a better place to be. Being told what to do, when to get up. I love it. I'm kidding. That's because he was hearing from the voice of God. He could have said, get away from me, devil. God, if anything you hear today is God wants intimacy with you. God wants to prepare you. God wants to use you in a miraculous way that you never thought that he could do. He wants you to lay hands on people and see them get healed. He wants you to talk to people and watch them give their hearts to Him. I deal with the ministry uh, over in Grand Prairie. I didn't say, hey guys, we're going to have this many salvations this year. This is our program. I said, you know, let's just pray the Lord's will be done. Do you know how many salvations we've had since then? This is, I mean, it knocks my socks off. You know how many salvations we've had since January? 350. 
Can you imagine that out of one little place? Go ahead and get that. That might be a bush. <laughs> I'm just praying mine doesn't ring. I just... God wants to use us. It's an open field. The harvest is our life. How many believe that? Amen. How many are going to do something about it? All right. Amen. Young people. Man, y'all are dealing with a lot worse than I dealt with when I was young. I remember I used to sit out and preach and get beat up at bars. I knew, how, I knew who to look for. There was only three types of people. There was heads, jocks, and cowboys. My whole point here is there's a lot more than that now. I mean, good grief. How many, you know, different people are you dealing with? But you know what? They're all looking for the same thing. They're all looking for reality. They're looking for you to be real and give them something that will bring them life. We didn't even get off of The Cowboys playing today? Monday? Okay, we'll go another hour. Nah, I'm just kidding. I just want to pray, and I, you know, I'm a firm believer in the leadership. I'd like them to uh, come up here if I could. And, and we just want to pray. What I would like to do is if, as you feel led, if you want something deeper, I guarantee you God wants to take you deeper. If you want to minister in a, a, a stronger way, you want to hear the voice of God today, if you want something deeper, I guarantee you God wants to take you deeper. If you want to minister in a, a, a stronger way, you want to hear the voice of God today, I believe God wants to speak a word to you today. I believe He wants to speak a word to you today out of simple obedience by saying, God, I want more. Father, if you want me to be more intimate with you, I'm open. God, if you want to use me in this miraculous way, if you want to bring me above the five talents, I want to do that. I would ask that you would come down and hear a word from God. And that these people here that are up here would hear a word from God also. I'm wondering if we could get the guitar player or, or put some music on and just see what God says. But I know in my heart, God has a word for you today. And I, when I speak, I want to speak the oracles of God. And I believe that He put that in me, that He's got a word for you today of intimacy and how you would be used. So why don't we just come down as God leads, you know, and see what He has to say.